0: Good afternoon and welcome to this emergency meeting of the Nerd Avengers. Norm Ornstein, I'm so happy to see you. It's I'm wonderful to see you. Tonight. It has to be during the ninth, ninth vote uh, of Kevin McCarthy's ritual humiliation. Let the humiliation continue. Wow. I mean, <laughs> Norm, we're dealing with something that has that sort of started off with lots of joy and schadenfreude on yeah. our side, but it's devolved into just a startling, stark indictment of the not just the Republican Party, but um, those in the Republican Party who uh, are just revealing themselves to be the most un-American, unpatriotic people on the planet. And yet, you know, they're there to pick a Republican leader.
1: You know, Mary, I was just listening before we started to Matt Rosendale from Montana, mm -hmm. um, who was nominating Donald's again yeah, and who said how proud he is to serve. And every one of his colleagues represents the United States of America. And, you know, I thought to myself then I tweeted, uh, not exactly. If you aided and abetted uh, and encouraged an insurrection against the Capitol and the United States, you don't represent the United States of America. If you wanna burn the place down, you don't represent the United States. If you are an election denier, which is the vast majority of those members, you don't represent the United States. So this is discouraging in a whole host of ways. I want to make one large point um, that I think we need to start to focus on. Naturally, everybody's looking at the horse race. Will McCarthy survive? If he doesn't survive, who would it be? And that's important and appropriate. But there's a broader reality here, and that is whoever makes it to the speakership, and whenever it happens, it will be the weakest speaker in at least our lifetimes, mm-hmm. and a speaker hostage to the most radical group of lawmakers that we have seen. And remember, it's not just these Freedom Caucus members who are opposing McCarthy. More than half the Freedom Caucus members support McCarthy. Mm-hmm. Some of them, like Marjorie Taylor Greene and uh, Jim Jordan, are supporting him because they got what they wanted. Right. You know, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Uh, got her committees back and got a sinecure. Jordan is going to have enormous power, including subpoena power at the Judiciary Committee. But all the rest of them supporting McCarthy, the only concession they'll make is voting for Kevin McCarthy. If he becomes the Speaker, they will cut his balls off as soon as he tries to do something they don't like, and he will have a, 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 a terrible tenure. But that will be true if it's Steve Scalise, or Tom Cole, or any of the other miscreants, or even worse in some respects, Elise Stefanik, who is a loathsome human being. Uh, This is going to be a terrible two years. It's not just that they have a close margin. The majority of their members are election deniers, which means just to start with, it's a template for radicalism. They are perfectly happy to burn the house down, and that includes a default, shutting down the government, and the idea that any speaker that they could agree to would uh, stop them from doing these terrible things. Forget about it. Jen, your turn.
0: <laughs> I'm. I was muted. Um, ah. I Norm, it was very kind of you. Uh, to lead with the possibility Kevin McCarthy has balls. Um, <laughs> I'm not so sure. I don't want to know. But anyway. Maybe you put uh, them up
1: on Etsy some time ago. Who knows?
0: I think they might be in Elise Stefanik's person. Oh, I do have I, to I, say, I, I
1: thought the best line of the last couple of days uh, was uh, George Santos said, In my 30 years in the House of Representatives, I've never seen anything like this.
0: One of my favorite parts was when he didn't answer to his name because it may yeah. not be his name. <laughs> so Jen there it's it's so bad um that for, for many 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 reasons most of which Norm just pointed to but it, I think it also just reveals uh, to an even greater degree that Republicans are uh, elected Republicans are to a person just the most arrogant, selfish, um, anti-democratic people, uh, and and it's, it's the selfishness alone is just breathtaking. Um, so uh, it and it it reveals us to be very vulnerable, and yet I do think that some good will come of this. And I was wondering if you want to talk about what some of those things might be.
2: Um, well, I mean, I'm told that laughter uh, releases endorphins in your brain and improves your mood. So that's one of the good things that's coming of this. I mean, I'm still laughing. Um, (laughs) no, uh, yeah.
0: Or you yeah. can just keep talking about how bad it is because that there's plenty look, of material there.
2: Look, you know, I have this secret hope, though I don't think it's going to materialize, that you're going to be able to get like 10, I don't know how many that we need, like 10 Republicans and then the whole Democratic caucus to find- Six. S- we need six. Six, Dem- six sorry, six Republicans and the whole Democratic caucus to rally around some neutral- person, I don't know, like Michelle Obama or (laughs) neutral. um, Yes. Yes. Or, um, you know, someone who's a a states person who everyone respects, uh, who's, you know, like Jimmy Carter, no, someone younger, but at any rate that we get (laughs) that they find somebody who will be able to be speaker of the house. I mean, are there six, are there six Republicans in the house? If this there aren't, but if there were six Republicans in the house, but since that's not going to happen, I'm just, you know, I'm just wondering if McCarthy is going to break the record from pre-Civil War days of 133 votes or not. That's and I'm not so worried about um national security. We still have a Senate. Mm-hmm. And by the way, everyone's like, "Well, we take get briefings." Do you want some of these bozos to have <laughs> the fucking briefings? Some of them are are just irresponsible with the information anyway. So I'm not particularly worried at this moment. I think it shows the Republicans as being completely incompetent. And you know all the promises, even today, they were in a position of weakness, and that dude gave a speech about um, how the problems are the Democrats, and they can't get anything done. I'm like, go back, go back, uh, and just groundhog day this thing for another couple months, people.
0: Yeah, I don't know, Danielle. I am worried about it. I am worried about national security. Like terrible things happen when we're vulnerable. That's why the transition from one administration to the next is always potential, especially when it's handled as miserably as it was uh, both 2016 and 2020. Um, But that aside, uh, you know, there are also um, the human element. You know, you've got a bunch of people spending money to have their families swearing in and that's not happening and and people don't know where to go and 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 on the international stage like america's reputation was just starting thanks in large part to um to uh by president biden and his administration you know we're just starting to get our reputation back um, and, uh, we're taking another hit here because it is so chaotic and so embarrassing. And, you know, I, I think, I know that Jen was, was maybe saying this tongue in cheek. Oh, and I forgot. I'm sorry. I just also want to give a heads up to the fact that Waj is wearing a jacket with his pajama bottoms today. So thank you, Wash. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> that, um... I wouldn't put it past Kevin McCarthy to go to a hundred and fourteen, a hundred and thirteen, a hundred and fourteen points, points, votes. But it's a, another instance we have, and we've talked a lot about this on the show of the system failing us. Like the fact that this, that would be even allowed is kind of beyond my. There's no mechanism to stop this. Like we're relying
3: once again on Republicans to do the right thing. Yeah, I, I think that Mary. Well, we're in hell, right? This this is exactly what Hillary Clinton tried to warn us about on the campaign trail with regard to Donald Trump, with regard to the basket of deplorables, opening up America's eyes to who these people are. It started, you know, with the Tea Party. It started with this fealty to anti-government, anti-democratic Um, theories and ideologies and conspiracies that, you know, the mainstream media and many politicians wanted to pretend that this was something that was on the fringe. And do you know what the fuck happens when you don't pay attention to what's going on on the fringe? It becomes increasingly normalized. And so now people who we never would have imagined, right, to be walking around the halls of history the halls of our democracy. And I keep saying this, I've said this on, on, on my shows earlier this week is that, you know, I went to work on Capitol Hill as a young person, because I believed in public service and wanting to be a part of the fabric and the institutions that make this country great. I wanted to be part of that history. I used to walk past members of of Congress, and like like how people would walk past people in Hollywood with like this,, oh, they're so and so. they wrote that piece of legislation. They're so and so. They were just on television because I, I, I want people to be reminded that it wasn't always a circus, right? Mm-hmm. These were these were the the thought leaders. These were the policymakers. These were the people who went to Washington. Because they cared about this country. They cared about perfecting this union. And so it's very easy for us to get lost in the minutiae and the circus that these um, 20 insurrectionists, right-wing, you know, um, uh, anti-government obstructionists want us to be in. They want us to believe that government has never worked right? Mm -hmm. That all of this has been a show. And the reality is, is that they're the ones that are putting on reality TV. They're the ones that this is Kabuki theater for. They don't give a fuck about their constituents. They don't give a fuck about this, about this country. You even have some of the most abhorrent right-wing people saying they haven't even read any text that is bounding them, right? Mm -hmm. They have no value set. They have no compass, and so, what makes me so, you know, I, I'm—I I went from being, oh, let me pop the popcorn and pop a bottle of champagne to let me actually grieve this yep. place that I that I used to have such esteem for. That I brought—I I remember going up the escalator at South Capitol. At you know, for those folks that have not been, it is a, the metro station that lets you off on Capitol Hill, and the awe. That came over me—the wonder of being a child of immigrants and being a part of the fabric of the building of this nation. So this, this is this is beyond a shit show. This should be devastating to everyone, right? And and yep. I, the hundred and thirty, whether it's the ninth or the fifty-eleventh, by the time that we're done with this broadcast, it is an embarrassment to who this country shows itself to be at the hands of these deplorable people that Hillary Clinton seven plus years ago warned us about.
0: Yeah. And, and was totally mocked and derided for it. Uh, and even when she was describing them completely accurate, accurately as being deplorable. Uh, we have, we have cover reporter Brian Karam on the, on the white house grounds. Um, and I just wanted to say quickly before I turn to you, Brian, that Danielle, I it's, all 222 of them, there is no ideological light between these people. And I I don't know if Brian's going to be back, but, um, you know, and it's just that uh, the McCarthy camp has more, right? So they seem reasonable, comparatively speaking, but Kevin McCarthy is an insurrectionist. Half of the Freedom Caucus, all insurrectionists, is backing Kevin McCarthy. You know, so, Waj, I completely share Danielle's um, mood. Uh, You know, I think I said this the last time we met. I feel similarly to how I felt during the January 6th committee on the one hand, uh, during the hearings, on the one hand, great work, and and I'm very proud of the Democratic Party right now uh, for being an extraordinarily diverse okay i'm gonna i'm gonna shift over to brian quickly just because who knows brian what's what's (laughs) the word on the street or at the house i should say well the latest (laughs) word from
4: the white house is uh, in a cabinet meeting so they're not doing anything they're ignoring what's going on on capitol hill meanwhile on capitol hill you're going to have another vote come down um and there are republicans and democrats who are both upset with Kevin McCarthy, who says that Kevin McCarthy doesn't understand the process and what he's giving away, and that the right-wing crazies, the 20 that are holding out, don't care. It's going to, whatever happens, this is going to be a very weakened um, House leadership role for however long uh, he is um, uh, the leader, if he gets the leadership role, and there are people dancing in the background, kind of warming up, the Jim Jordans, the, the Scalises, but right now, uh, all sides are holding firm, and we expected after this next vote that they might adjourn until tomorrow to try and go drink away there, uh, like they did last night. Or they may. So you can, only have, about th- 8 you can only have have a, a three failed votes today.
0: Basically, sorry, three failed votes today. That's that's the maximum, and yeah. then you get to go drink. Okay, just checking.
4: Yeah, you you get to show up for. Yeah. Basically, that's it. Show up for three votes. Uh, and but what you really have to look at is what how the Democrats are, are, are dealing with this. They have said little in public. They've remained very solid in their support for King Jack for Jeffries. And they are going they are in a position of saving the saving the republic should the, the crazies get control of the House, because the simple fact of the matter is if they do, everyone's worried about omnibus bills and shutting the government down. The things that the government has to do, that the House has to do, won't get done. And it will be the Democrats finding a, a liaison or some kind of partnership with some of the few moderate Republicans in order to get bills passed. All right, so sorry, it's exposing, to, the, they're very happy.
0: I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's this is very important to me. There are no moderates in the Republican Party.
4: We're, we're well, dealing? there are some who will be moderate enough. There, there are those that will be reasonable enough to make deals to keep government operating. Different that's issue the entirely. Of yes.
1: a yeah. the reasonable that's that's is... the
4: definition of a Republican moderate. So okay. that's what they're hoping for at this point. The Democrats are going to sit back, as everyone in the Democratic Party has told me today, this is a problem for the Republicans. They are enjoying the fact that the Republicans are devouring themselves and it's not the Democrats for once. And there was a nominating speech made today for Kevin. Uh, no, I'm sorry, for Byron's, uh, for uh, Donald's from Biggs, who said, we're the winners in this. The American public are going to see that the uh, party that stuck together and cares about issues that the American public cares about will be the winners. And he was describing the Democrats. Even some of the Republicans said that. So it's just chaos and pandemonium. It's a zoo down here today. I got back from. I had to go visit this uh, the cabinet meeting to see what uh, what happened here at the White House. And then I'm heading back down to the Hill to see if, you know, I can get any more of the monkey vomit on me. That's been occurring all day long. in in the house, it's I it, it's the first Please time in a very long time. It's a, it's a very it, first time in a very long time when I felt it was the White House was more sane than Congress. I'll leave you with that
0: thought. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um yeah, that could cut many ways. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, God, well, watch. Getting back to um, the whole notion. Uh, oh, and I'll
4: catch up with you, Mary, if I can.
0: Oh yeah, call back in whenever you have news. Thanks, Brian. Cub reporter Brian Carroll at the White House, which is apparently ignoring this entire thing as it should. I mean, what what are they going to pay attention to this for? Has nothing to do with them. Um, so, you know, just getting backwashed to this notion that we're talking about two different camps here. No, we're talking about 20 people who don't want Kevin McCarthy to be Speaker of the House. Not for any other reason yeah. Then they hate his guts. Right. And somebody described him the other day as a weak link. And I think... A, Even more direct way of putting it, he is just weak. He's a weak, weak, spineless man. And why, you know, when you keep making concessions, that actually just gives people more contempt for it.
5: That's
0: right. Can you turn down your everybody's mind? Is it just me? I don't know. Like everybody sounds loud. Maybe it's me.
5: How about now? Is that too loud? A little bit. How about now?
2: Still too loud. Everybody sounds loud to me. Yeah.
0: How about
5: this? Is that good? Better. Uh, yeah, so I mean, if you invite arsonists inside your home, you should not be surprised that they burn down the home. And that's wait, I'm announced- sorry.
0: I just want to announce. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt more than I Go for I it. try I normally do because it's breaking news. Kevin McCarthy just lost on the ninth ballot when Michael Cloud cast his vote. Oh, and now Andrew Clyde cast uh, their votes for Donald. So Donald's has four. And other, I think is Hearn, but I'm not sure. Uh, has two. Pretty sure Gates yeah. will vote for Donald Trump again. Yeah. So yeah, this is just more of the same. Nothing, you know. And I, I'm sorry, to, I because this just reminds me something else. Uh, something else I'd like for you to address, Waj. Um, Brian was talking about the crazy 20 who are, you know, dug in. Well, the crazy 201 are as well. Like, what? When are they going to start voting present? Or when are they going to just not show up? Or when are they they going to nominate somebody who maybe doesn't have a chance but might have a better chance than McCarthy? Why is your muted now? You hear me? Yes. Okay,
5: so it should be less loud. Uh, That's great. Uh, one of our listeners said that I should run for a speaker of the house and I just want to tell them, thank you. But uh, the Republicans still have, I think two more black folks and a couple of Asians. Uh, so they're going to try to find the other black and the other Asian to run uh, next week. So after the, they, they run out of the blacks and the Asians, me and Danielle will tip our hat and and be like, sure, we'll do it. Uh, but I'm just waiting. Yeah. For the yeah. They're uh, definitely
0: this- going to go with the Muslim guy.
5: Yeah. Uh, hello, Hugh. Uh, Are you McCarthy you're going to vote for? him? like, no, why don't we throw you in? My good friend, Warbalot Ali. uh, I nominate the- Warbalot. Warbalot. This is the clown show. Look, there should be a moment of catharsis and laughter. We should laugh at the dysfunction. But as Daniel and I have discussed on our show and as we're discussing on your show, if you step back, this is terrifying, right? Because Mm -hmm. these 20 individuals, bomb throwers, uh, insurrectionists, people who ask for a pardon, preemptive pardon for helping Donald Trump, totally normal, non-criminal thing to do, by the way, Uh, people who have no interest in governance whatsoever, no interest in our institutions, promote conspiracy theories, they are sitting in the people's house. Mm -hmm. They have hijacked the house, they have hijacked the process, and they have hijacked the Republican Party. And as you mentioned, I'm glad you mentioned that, there are no moderates left, because this Republican Party has actively invested in and nurtured in this monster that has now devoured it. Mm -hmm. these people are the people who went along you know norm knows this it it goes back you know i was going to say donald but even goes back before that you know i I want to take it back to gingrich newt gingrich 1990s right and gingrich is the one who kind of gave him this playbook be an insurrectionist be a bomb thrower you know take over c-span attack 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 don't give any solutions to policies you know win over the masses give them red meat and okay they won, right? So now you have the Republican Revolution. They got the House. And Gingrich lasted all of what? One term till 98? His own teammates, his own colleagues devoured him. Repeat, remake, reboot, fast forward to 2022. And it goes back to Gingrich. And you see the cover of the Young Guns, right? And the Young <laughs> I, sorry, I have to laugh. There was this book that came out, Young Guns new Republican leadership on the cover was. It's just so, it's so exquisite. It was Eric Cantor, it was Paul Ryan, and it was Kevin McCarthy. And for the young bucks, the kids, Eric Cantor was seen as the young hero in That's 2010. Right. This young Jewish man with a good jaw. And out of nowhere, he got floored That's by this upstart, yeah upstart, Tea Party Republican, right? Then Paul Ryan came in, he was supposed to be the future couldn't sustain Trumpism. Now it's Kevin McCarthy who has prostrated himself in front of Trump, given away his spine, every ounce of dignity. And he has become, I don't even call him like flesh. He's like weakened of Bernie like Bernie from weekend of Bernie's two, when he was even more dead, he's allowed himself to be a corpse. Wait, like, there
0: was a second one.
5: There was a second one what? that I oh, Wait, we can really? Bernie's two and the body didn't decompose. And so he is allowing himself to be an ass puppet. Sorry for that, I just had to come up with, like they just stuck his hand in his butt and they're like, just say whatever you want us to say. And yeah. even then, even after disgracing himself and conceding, they still won't go for him. And what you need to learn about MAGA, which is, which is, you know, he's a cautionary tale for any Republican and for any institution that wants to negotiate with this extremist party. You'll never be extreme enough because even after all these concessions, Mary, it's still not enough. And what I predicted on our show and on this show was now if these 20 buck the trend and go for McCarthy, their base will say, you're a cuck who's going with an elitist rhino. We don't respect you anymore. So it's extremists fighting extremists for not being extreme enough. And and to cap that off, Marjorie Taylor Greene, who was the Pipe Piper of all these extremists, is now seen... As a cuck, and Ali Alexander, one of the Stop the Steal uh, individuals, who said, by the way, he plotted with Andy Biggs and Mo Brooks. Today, came out and said, I'm going to reveal, uh, and Marjorie Taylor Greene. He, he used some very terrible names uh, for her, and I'm going to show her how she's part of the establishment. This is what happens. We always predicted this: that once you feed this extremist base, it will inevitably turn on its uh, masters. The fear for us is. We have to make sure that they don't gain power and control because they'll burn the rest of us as they burn themselves. The, 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 the last thing I'll mention, and, and I share Danielle's sadness, is that there's a young generation of public servants looking at this, saying, what the F is this? Like, this is the people's house. This shit show. We have to deal with climate change. COVID still exists. Income inequality. A recession's around the corner. Uh, p- rich people are getting richer. Poor people are getting poorer. We still need affordable health care. Why are we sending you to, uh, to friggin' Congress to do this?
4: Mm-hmm. And
5: I hate being so cynical about this. There is a win here for Democrats. If they stay united, like the way they have, and if they stay on message, a great, a great uh, last thing I'll say, a great showing here was Rep- Representative Clark. I don't know if you saw her, her nominee. Nominating- yeah. Okay. She used, she knows all eyes are on, on her. She used the Newt Gingrich playbook. C-SPAN crushing it, by the way. Super Bowl ratings for C-SPAN. I got the Americans' Americans' attentions. Okay, let me use the next three minutes to tell you, America, what Democrats stand for, what yep. we've done, and let me compare and contrast that to the shit show that is the Republicans. And the more that the Democrats do that and stay on message, and I, you know, you got to give them credit, man. Democrats are terrible at messaging. They're on message. They're united. Uh, as we saw with the failure of Gingrich, Americans ultimately do not respect or reward. A majority that does not deliver or, sh- or reveal itself to be competent. This mm-hmm. will screw the Republicans in twenty twenty four when it comes to the White House, the Senate, and the House. But unfortunately, the House will suffer, American governance w- will suffer, the Republican Party will suffer. Awesome, uh, but the people will suffer, uh, and we just have to write it and write it in a strategic manner. Thank yeah. you for filibuster.
0: Yeah, and and Norm, I don't think it's cynical. Uh, we need to take. Uh, the opportunities were given, even if they're under awful circumstances to make our case to the American people to, I, I don't know, educate them so that they aren't so friggin fickle. Like, how do you go from voting Democrat in 2020 to voting for a Republican 2022, knowing what's at stake? I mean, how, how does that happen? I mean, that's a conversation for a time. But I, I do think it's it's absolutely appropriate for the Democrats to take advantage of the chaos uh, and the, the absolutely contemptuousness that the other side is demonstrating towards the institution, towards the country, and as Waj said, towards the American people. Um, I have another question for you, though, uh, that because I think this, what's happening now is going to have reverberations well into 2024. And Norm, we're seeing a shift that I, I didn't know we were gonna see happen so quickly. Um, Donald Trump's endorsement uh, of Kevin McCarthy, it wasn't just meaningless, it lost him another vote. So are we seeing a, a reshuffling of the deck chairs, perhaps uh, do we think that 2023 is going to create a sea change in the party? Because, you know, when when um, Donald's endorsement of Kevin McCarthy lost McCarthy another vote, it made me think of Rudy Giuliani, who had to spend six billion dollars to get one Electoral College vote mm-hmm. back in 2024. I mean, it, it's just the guy has nothing left to offer. Except fear of the base, it seems.
1: So, uh, let me first start with uh, following on what Wash uh, said. I would like to see Democrats take some of the time on the floor, not just to say what they've done, but to call out the Republicans who voted against these things. Yes. Things that are popular with Republican constituents, from the infrastructure plan through uh, the child care and uh, uh, child tax credit provisions, point out as they're talking about how this is a terrible agenda and it's big government, point out the big government they support. I'd like to see them as every one of these guys gets up and talks about the earmarks, to pick out the earmarks that went to their districts, uh, uh, describe them and then say, so you're gonna refuse the money for this, right? Or you're gonna denounce this that's so popular in your own district. There's, uh, there are different ways to message and package but pointing out that these Republicans are against things that their own constituents want, but are able to frame it just by talking about big government versus small government, they need to do a better job with that. Yeah. On, uh, on Donald, um, this was a humiliation for him too. And watching him dance around this, first he endorses McCarthy, then when the first couple of votes come through, he says, I did my part, now it's up to him. Then he comes back and endorses him again, and gets humiliated again, it is a sign of waning influence. And I think we're gonna see that play out with a larger share of the public. But let's face it, if Donald Trump goes, Trumpism remains. It is the dominant feature of this party, and that's not going away, and we're all gonna suffer as a consequence of that. And then uh, just let me add, in 50 plus years of being around the House, I have never seen a worse, weaker, more feeble individual in a leadership position than Kevin McCarthy. And we have to remember that in 2015, when John Boehner's time was up and they were ready to throw him out and he was going to leave and then leave the house, he and most of the others said, well, the heir apparent is Kevin McCarthy. Forget that. We're not gonna have that doofus. And they basically dragooned Paul Ryan to come in and do it. Ryan didn't wanna do that. He wanted to be chairman of the Ways and Means Committee, partly because he knew what this would entail. He had seen what had happened before, but he went ahead and did it. And of course, four years and his sell-by date was up and he left. So this is not the first time that Kevin McCarthy has seen many of his members understand where he is and where he's coming from. And I, I'm rejoicing in this humiliation of him because he is such an awful human being. Yeah. And the support that he's getting is coming for a couple of reasons. One is the only thing McCarthy has ever been able to do is to uh, act as a concierge. You want tickets to the Broadway show that mm-hmm. nobody can get tickets for, I'm gonna get you tickets. I'm gonna send you cards, not just on your birthday and your anniversary, but when your kid hits a triple at a uh, at a, a little league game. And if you need to go somewhere and you can't quite get there, I'll figure out a way to get you there. He's done them a lot of favors. So they like the fact that they have a concierge, but I will bet you that a hundred of them, even though they're standing behind him now, would be relieved if and when he has to drop out of this contest and they go for somebody else. And that's just another reflection of where they are as a party. And of course, the other alternatives are creepy.
0: Well, that's that's it, Jen. I mean, what what good alternative is there? Uh and you know, there's all of this talk about a consensus candidate outside of the house. Um Justin Amash is hanging around for reasons <laughs> I and it's like people forget just because it's been a few years. He was awful. You know, it's really sort of like Adam Kinzinger. Liz Cheney would be awful. It's all you know, terrible. All just, terrible. I mean, just because they drew a, a line, finally, that doesn't mean that they're not cut from the same radical anti small D democracy cloth. Right. So.
2: Well, the difference would be. So this this isn't going to happen anyway. Oh look, she did.
0: I didn't. I didn't even have to ask a you question. You said
2: my name. So, uh, Con- consensus Canada. The only way that would work is committeeships would have to be given right. to Democrats. Right. I mean, that's the only way that works. I mean, so you know, the alternative. The the point I'd like to make is that if this ship weren't going down right now, they would be running. We would be having the Hunter biden laptop investigation would have started already two days Mm -hmm. ago we would have the impeachment proceedings beginning so to me the only reason why i'm laughing is because i i don't have to deal with that yet yeah it will come but i don't know i mean i'm just taking this moment to be like i don't i don't have to see that right now i'm not saying it's great but what's the what's the alternative I, I don't know, interest. but I thought
0: that, I, that I, I, I think Norm was being hyperbolic when he said 50 years because he's like 38. Anyway, Norm, go ahead.
1: Uh, I was uh, I had actually uh, uh, proposed a while back that uh, Democrats uh, throw their support to Fred Upton. Not that mm-hmm. that would happen. Right. But uh, basically saying we'll all vote. You, you know, you want a conservative Republican speaker. OK, here's an honest one. Only six of you are needed to make that happen. And they wouldn't get six for that. And that would once again underscore that this is not a party of moderates or a party of conservatives. It's a party that wants uh, a right-wing radical leadership team. Uh, Yeah. I'd vote for Waj. And actually, I would support Jonah Ryan uh, from uh, Veep, um, (laughs) who would be a much, much uh, uh, stronger leader than uh,
5: Kevin McCarthy. I'll take that as a compliment, I guess. (laughs) <laughs> no, you um, first. Uh, Jonah would be second. You, but you know, Mary, my, my, it might be. I, I know this is hard to stomach, but it might be a hopeful sign. And the reason why I say it might be a hopeful sign is maybe we're maybe we're seeing the fever break a little bit. As it, what it, when it comes to the majority, yeah. the majority is witnessing Trump weakened and incompetent. The tr- majority is seeing billionaires like Elon Musk being absolutely mediocre and reckless. The majority seeing people like Andrew Tate, not as alpha men, but being owned by Greta Thunberg. The majority is seeing Kanye as being an anti-Semitic doofus. The majority is seeing these tough you know, keep it real Republicans just being insurrectionists, you know, bomb throwers, uh, uh, radicals who are willing to even sacrifice their own party uh, yep. for the sake of some strange agenda which has no policy. And meanwhile people are suffering. And so With this election coming up in two years, you know, one one story that people aren't mentioning is uh, Biden's approval rating hit 43, the highest it's been in a long time. Still Uh, makes
0: me insane that it's that low.
5: I mean, this is America, right? Uh, And this is how America is going to be, unfortunately, with disinformation and when we have this both sides equivalence and and the the systems in place that reward minority rule. But, you know, it could be enough to shift over enough of those independents. Republicans, old school Republicans are sick and tired of it. And, and, you know, kind of inspire young folks to say it, it ain't both sides. This side's super shitty. This side's yeah. kind of messed up, but they're getting stuff done. Let me go for Democrats. And it's, it's a moment for democratic leadership to really step up and be bold. And, and I agree with what Norma's saying is it's a really, it's an, as long as they go for the next two weeks, use every single opportunity you have to get in front of the camera and say, this is what we did. Mm-hmm. This is what we believe in. Majority of people believe in this. These are the people across the aisle who don't. Who are you going to vote yeah. for?
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I, can I can I just add something real quick, Mary? Before mm-hmm. you, which no, I was
0: going to I was going to hand it off to you anyway. So. Oh,
3: wonderful! Um, but the, the the things that are being said here are one hundred percent right. I think that what we recognize is this is a media opportunity for Democrats. It is a messaging opportunity for Democrats. Not only to show that they are united, but to showcase who they are, what they have done, and when you're voting for Republicans, this is what you are getting. You are getting, as Jen had said earlier, a bunch of real uh, in like narcissists, right? They don't care. They don't care about their constituents. They don't care about the country. They don't care about government. And I think that you know, if I were Democrats right now, if I were those staffers. That are sitting around with really not much to do because they don't know what committees their bosses are going to be on. They have no idea what they're going to be working on. Is that I would start doing all the oppo research on the on the the 20 insurrectionist, obstructionist, anti-government folks. And I would say, as as people are passing the torch to nominate Hakeem Jeffries, is to say, and just so you know, these are the things that Lauren Boebert voted against, America. Mm-hmm. These are the things that um, that uh, whoever, Paul Gosar and this person and Matt Gates and oh, remind you, Matt Gates isn't in jail right now because it just let him off. But just so you know, the only reason why he's, you know, he's he's sitting here and not in a prison, you know, he's a, he is a pedophile and a sex trafficker. But here yep. are things that we serious people, right, have yep. done, right? We've passed infrastructure. We've lowered prescription drug costs and, like, go through it. But I, I think that Norm is 100% right. Use this as a free media opportunity because the cameras are on you. The Mm -hmm. cameras are seeing who the Democrats are, who the leaders are in the room and say the reason why these people are even here, that we have all these insurrectionists here, is because of gerrymandering districts. So let us talk to you about gerrymandering. Let us talk to you about a district Mm -hmm. that looks like a pretzel as opposed to let us talk about the fact I I had a conversation this morning with former Congressman Mundare, uh, Mundare Jones. Who I said, you know, if not for the Republican judge in New York that got, got rid of four New York districts, you know, those four fucking votes that we need right now in order Next to, be to Andrew Cuomo,
0: by right? the way, yeah.
3: we would mm-hmm. we would have the majority in the House. Right. So let like so explain, make this a civics lesson, not just in stupidity, but educate the American public in the way that our public school systems don't educate them about what government should be doing.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. And and there I I think that there are many opportunities in, in their future because vote nine did not go McCarthy's way. He doesn't show any signs of letting up uh we will probably back they will probably back tomorrow for votes 10 through 12 you know and jen i think it's also an opportunity to do what we all do uh at uh any opportunity which is get the language right um I saw I, I, there are commentators on MSNBC and I've seen articles on the front page of the Post and the Times referring to the the 20 as conservatives or very conservative and referring to a lot of the, the remaining 201 as moderates. And it mm-hmm. makes my head explode yeah. because, it, it, you know, in what universe is any Republican in the House? conserve. i'm more conservative than they are um because i actually know what the word conserve means yeah. um right and so that's that's also something else uh because the republicans have always been good at manipulating language and they've always been good at um bomb throwing right so so it's not about accomplishment it's always about oh, what they're you know what the socialism marxism whatever Uh, So I do think that taking the opportunity not only to say this is what we've done, but this is what they've done and what they're trying to do is burn it all down. Um, But, you know, which leaves us here, like what what can happen? Because it seems that the only way forward since, thank goodness, the Democrats are hanging tough the only way forward is for Republicans to start making concessions to Democrats.
1: Yeah, That's not going to happen. Uh, if I had to guess, guesses, is they'll you know, do this Fandango for another day. Um, and it's interesting that some of the uh, McCarthy supporters are signaling that he may be going too far in the concessions that he's making. Um, uh, some group uh, probably led by Patrick McHenry and Tom Cole, will go to Kevin McCarthy and say, uh, Kevin, it's just not gonna work. And then they'll turn to somebody else. The, the uh, Paul Ryan of this time is Tom Cole of Oklahoma, uh, who would be the chair of the rules committee, who at one point was a kind of institutional guy, uh, but then went full on MAGA, um, but that might give him enough support to, to make it. I think that's the single most likely outcome. But getting back to what you said, Mary, Right before we started, I went on Twitter to hold Eugene Daniels to task because he referred to the people around McCarthy as moderates. And this is in fact an ongoing systemic failure of our journalists. And it doesn't matter how many times we call them out on it, they continue to do it. And it's not just that it's wrong, it's fucking dangerous because what they're doing is taking an abnormal party, a cult, and normalizing it as if this is just well, of course, the parties. You know, the Democrats they have their left wing, they've got their centrists, and the Republicans have the moderates against the conservatives with a handful of uh, right wingers. And it's just plain nonsense. Yes, it's a combination of radical insurrectionist supporters, election deniers, and a group of traditional conservatives, you might say, who are cowards who go yes. along with everything else. Yes. And unless they start to portray it that way, we're gonna suffer in the country because voters who don't pay a lot of attention to this don't see that the choices are much starker than they think they are. And actually that's one of the best things that's happened this week. Cause I think it's not quite lifted the rock off but it's lifted it up a little bit and people who are paying attention to this cause they're being signaled that it's important are starting to see who these people really are
0: yeah yeah absolutely norm and it that is that needs to be pointed out more of if there are indeed any sort of republicans in the house left in a, in the old school mold of what it meant they are going along with it and i'm sorry at this point silence is complicity and you don't get to call yourself a quote-unquote sane moderate republican anymore you just don't because you you are allowing the big lie to continue to be peddled and that creates its own set of dangers you you have normalized normalized insurrection against your own government uh so uh jen you wanted to say something about concessions
2: two things um first i want to respond to something norm just said and then talk about the concessions Mm -hmm. you know it's it's funny it's like um in the normal population, look in a in a um, representative sample of the population, you might have, if you were trying to say in terms of sobriety, right? You might have people who are completely sober, you know, to occasional drinkers, to drinkers, to problem drinkers, to alcoholics. The same thing you could say this across addiction, but if you suddenly only focus in on a population of active addicts and alcoholics who are actively in their throes of their addiction. And then you try to put that same frame by saying, okay, this person who isn't blackout, drunk, and homeless, we're just going to call them sober, doesn't make them sober. And that's exactly what they're doing. They're taking this population of of irrational insurrection supporters and radicals and finding the ones who aren't falling down, you know, waving a Confederate flag and saying that's the moderate, doesn't work. (laughs) Now, it back to not. the, what?
0: It does not.
2: But I wish someone would see, I mean, like, I don't know, but I don't know the right language to use. Um, in terms of the concessions, one thing that does worry me is, as McCarthy's bargaining and bargaining and bargaining away, does that next person think they've got to show up and accept, start with a deal he negotiated, or are they going to go back to square one? Like, you never want to pick up a deal that's already been negotiated. Right. And so I don't know. And that's my fear that they you know, this reminds me of what happened to the Democrats when they were negotiating like Obamacare or Dodd-Frank where they wanted to have, quote, bipartisan support. Mm-hmm. So they negotiated away all these things, all these things. And then it goes out of committee with no support from Republicans anyway. Right. And that's a worse deal.
0: Yeah. And it, same thing happened with uh, the um, bailout uh in 2009 um it's a good question and and what is uh the other thing that we need to keep in mind and and this again is one of the things that makes me wonder why this is even allowed to happen mccarthy had months months to make these deals he had months to count to 218 um what makes anybody think that anything is going to change, uh, during a a three and a half hour recess or overnight. And like Jen said, that the other concern is say it's Steve Scalise. Mm. Yes. Okay. He has the advantage of not being primordial soup, Kevin McCarthy. Um, but, uh, if they, if the 20 have already been given all of the things that they've been demanding, Mm. how, how does he say, wait, nope, uh, we're starting from scratch. I'm taking all of that away from you. Level playing field. How does that work?
5: Well, Norm just mentioned in our private chat that he has to leave in a minute. So I'll punt punt this minute to Norm and I'll take it back on the back end.
0: Sorry, Norm. I didn't see that. Uh, Anyway, less, less, less thoughts. Uh, Just
1: uh, what I would say finally is I, uh, we have to remember, you know, Steve Scalise got this wave of sympathy when he was shot. Um, yeah. And all everybody stood up. And of course, that was a time when uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi said, we're all family here. And let's refer back to what Republicans said when Paul Pelosi was assaulted in his own house. And yeah. that will also tell you one of the differences here uh, in, in the house itself and between the parties. But let's remember that Steve Scalise once described himself as David Duke without the baggage. Now, that was inaccurate. There's plenty of baggage. Uh, So uh, this is a racist who actually appeared and spoke at a David Duke event. Um, This is a radical. He is a Freedom Caucus type himself. Mm -hmm. And the idea that any of this would be an improvement other than the fact that he's not as feckless and empty as uh mccarthy is ridiculous and that's true of virtually anybody who would go into one of these uh, into this position that's right yeah. and you know the the fact is you'd have to be a little bit off to want to be a speaker in this house yeah. with this margin with the marjorie taylor greens and lauren Boberts who will make up after all of this and as they take out the magnetometers, we'll be packing heat on the floor of the house. Uh, And I I said, I wouldn't be speaker because my Jewish space laser wouldn't save me from all of the guns on the floor. Uh, Whoever it is, is gonna have a, a leash that is a millimeter long. And if they do anything that challenges the crazy Freedom Caucus people, They're going to suffer for it or be out on their ear and they'll be looking for a replacement. We have not had a Congress like this since the worst parts of the Gingrich Congresses. And that was bad enough. So till the next emergency session.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much, Norm. Love you. Love you too. Love you Uh,
2: all. You know, Mary, I I didn't get a chance to tell Norm that. I know he doesn't think his Jewish space laser would save him from the guns on the House floor. But there's this new thing. It's a Jewish space shield that he oh. hasn't been told about because he didn't go to the uh, the meeting yet.
0: Oh, like like the shields that the Starship Enterprise has. That would be cool. Yeah. Um, Waj, I want to go to you, but I just want to catch everybody up on the boat. Uh, right now, it's McCarthy 182. Jeffries, 200 on track, of course, to get 212. For the ninth time, other 19, but uh, again, it's not that that oh it's totally over it's been over for a while but i think i don't i think uh gates did not vote for donald this time uh, i don't know who he voted for i assume that bobert and brachine voted again for Hearn, whoever he is um so yeah it's over and <laughs> it, it it just you know it's They're already doing, and I I understand what Jen's saying. It's nice to have the, the, in some ways, more dangerous chaos uh, to deal with, which is the Hunter Biden investigation and the impeachment of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and Anthony Fauci. And I don't know, probably us. They'll probably try to impeach us, uh, not understanding that they can't. Um, They'll probably try to impeach justice jackson <laughs> for all we know um so yes it's it's nice not to, to deal with that just yet but uh, as as just said they took out took just removed the magnetometers why give it is a day before january 6th uh,
5: that's right
0: what the fuck it's entirely uh,
2: provocative it's
0: bullshit yeah. and also like why who they're not in charge of anything yet how who made that decision
5: and, and Kevin McCarthy is already squatting in Nancy Pelosi's office, even mm-hmm. though technically she's still the speaker because- the Actually, she's
0: not. There's no Congress not, yeah. at well, all.
5: Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Uh, oh. 18th Congress hasn't been sworn in. So why is he squatting in her? Is, and I think the fact that he was squatting in her office and is squatting in her office just reveals his mindset. He thought this was his natural birthright. This, this was to he be- He earned it. Yeah, he earned it. This was his reward. His slavish prostration before Trump and Trumpism earned him uh, this speaker uh, title. This was his Faustian bargain. And he's the same man. I don't know if you guys brought up this quote, but I love this quote. Two years ago, he bragged that he was going to be the one to take the gavel from Pelosi's hand. And he would try his best not to hit her over it, hit her on the head with it, but he'll just bang the gavel instead. And yet, the 20 House Republicans have taken the gavel and bashed him upside the head that's the price of this Faustian bargain. And, and I think we have to repeat this and I'm glad we're focusing on this, is that even if it isn't Kevin McCarthy, it's gonna be an extremist. I mean, even if it's Steve Scalise, yeah. David Duke without the baggage, David Duke w- without the baggage is a white supremacist who needs luggage. That's it, right? You know, if it's Elise Stefanik, Elise Stefanik was, came in as a young moderate from New York, realized, oh, Trumpism, that's mm-hmm. where the wind is blowing. Yep. Completely did a 180, mm-hmm. promoted the white supremacist replacement lie, took ads out for it after it had radicalized terrorists to commit acts of violence. And now she's the number three Republican. They still don't trust her, by the way, because they realize she's not a true believer. This is why they don't trust Kevin McCarthy. Right. So whoever you're going to get, uh, Mary and Jen, with all of these concessions, they're going to get a house in which the terrorists and extremists have been able to get on these committees. Where they'll run these bullshit investigations into Justice Jackson, CRT, Children's Hospital, because apparently hospitals are making our boys into daughters and, you know, chopping. That's what they say. Mutilating our kids. Educators. Right. Uh, Political rivals. Hunter Biden. Dr. Fauci. Right. They're going to lower the threshold. So whoever they have hold, you know, whoever's going to be the House Speaker is basically going to be held hostage. You better do exactly what we want and put us on the committees because all it will take is one vote to trigger the threshold and to remove you. Right. And so it's going to be a situation that eventually whoever gets this, 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 this house speaker um, role, it, it's it's going to be like an act of masochism and yeah. in a strange way, in the long run, the 20 MAGA Republicans will win, but Republicans will lose The House is going to lose. America is going to lose. But in this loss, I think you have the long-term victory if Dems stay united. And I believe since tomorrow is January 6th, and they're going to adjourn again, they're going to probably go for round 11 and 12 and 13. Every single opportunity that a Democrat has, you have to get up and remind people that what happened on January 6th. You have to remind them that Donald Trump and his Republican acolytes, Inside of the insurrection, you have to remind them of all the people who still support him. You have to remind them of the 11 Republicans, name them, name them who asked for a pardon. You have to remind them of the 34 Republicans, according to the texts received by Talking Points Memo, who actively supported Mark Meadows during the insurrection attempt. Right. Name them, remind them, shame them, remind Americans how close we were to losing our democracy, uh, our free and fair election and our constitution. Name the Republicans and separate yourself from the Republicans say we're the party that is fighting for democracy. And I okay. think by the end of tomorrow, it's going to go to round 11, 12, 13. McCarthy's going to lose. And over the weekend, they're going to have a come to Jesus moment. Yeah. And McCarthy is probably going to have to step out. But I think he's so dug in that he's willing to risk this emasculation and humiliation for another week or two
0: because he doesn't see it that way. He yeah. does not see it that way. He sees it. He's a deluded, megalomaniacal weakling. Mm. I sound familiar. <laughs> he doesn't see it as losing. He sees that he's in a good fight. And he's going to keep fighting because, as you said, Waj, it's his birthright. God First damn life. it. So, you I know, he yes, I or whatever that means. I just want to point out to everybody that. Indeed, Hakeem Jeffries, the vote is over, but one vote is still outstanding, and that's the interesting part. 212 for Jeffries, 200 for McCarthy, 20 for, what's his name, Byron Davids, uh, sorry, for other. Ryan uh, One, One present. So everything's the same, except the one vote outstanding is Ken Buck, who, I don't know if you remember, three votes ago, Didn't didn't vote when his name was was uh, mentioned, voted after for McCarthy, but said that he's maybe reconsidering. So that is the one vote outstanding. It will be very interesting. Is he going to vote present? I mean, he's I don't think he's or or is he going to vote for who may be the next person, a Scalise or a Stefanik or. Or whatever so he lost a um, vote right
5: I um, if my math did he didn't he just lose a vote McCarthy lost a vote in the in the latest round he
0: no doesn't... one well, he's at two hundred because Buck hasn't cast a vote yet
5: he's he's trending in the wrong direction
0: <laughs> yes he's he's either stuck or I mean all he's done so far is lose a vote he's gone from nineteen to twenty he may be going oh wait sorry nineteen to 21, sorry, 19 to 20 to 21, because what's her name is continuing to vote present now after having voted for McCarthy in, I think, the first three rounds. So, you know, whether Buck isn't there and that's an absent, that's bad for McCarthy. If he votes pre- If he votes for anybody but McCarthy, that's bad. Right. And it, I just find it really interesting that that's the one outstanding vote because He's the only person I know of who was speaking openly about maybe rethinking this whole thing if if Kevin continues to lose which he is continuing to do. Um so
5: th- maybe round 10 this is what Kevin McCarthy is saying right now round 10 inshallah inshallah yeah. that will be the round inshallah I yeah. will make it.
0: He's and that's exactly the word he's using. <laughs> no inshallah. no doubt he's, about it.
5: He's converted to Islam now. <laughs> <laughs> He's, desperate. He's that he desperate. Said, he goes, if he, oh, thinks, to to if he thought
0: that it would help. He would. He would. Yeah. He would absolutely he goes, convert to Islam, hey, Islam. Do you
5: have another space laser? I, I could use a space laser, Jen.
0: <laughs> so it's. we we. This is such a bizarre moment because those of us who, who live in reality see this as an absolutely un, impossible task
5: mm.
0: on McCarthy. And the other thing that. You know i often think about when we're dealing with loss you know frivolous lawsuits about you know alleging elections were stolen or or recounts even though the the difference in the vote count was was relatively insurmountable or things how much money Mm. are the american taxpayers paying for this nonsense Mm. and then when and if we do get a speaker I tweeted this earlier, like we will be paying these people, these arsonists, $170,000 a year Mm. to keep burning it all down. And that includes Kevin McCarthy. And that includes all these people pretending to be reasonable, like Ken Buck and the bacon guy. And I mean, they're all I think that's the theme of the show. They're just all. Unredeemably awful or irredeemably awful. And um we're stuck with this because Jen, you're right. Uh, who needs, to, who wants to, s- to see what happens with the hearings? Although again, I think that that will just be more um, evidence for the American people of what happens when you in, when you uh, put into the hands of people like this, this kind of power. Um, and it will just continue to draw the contrast between what actual governance looks like especially remember and you know the other thing democrats need to keep pointing out sorry i'm rambling this is scrambling my brain a little bit this whole thing um that nancy pelosi had the same margin and look what she accomplished in the house so yeah i guess it's good to have the incompetence and the, the the you know the traitorousness and all that other stuff on display but i mean they're This just, this this can't stand.
5: Always count the votes. I know we've mentioned this on your show previously, but there's a really good documentary on HBO Max that came out about two weeks ago by Nancy Pelosi, directed by her daughter, which I thought was very effective. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, just tracks, just shows you what she's been through and how effective of a leader she is and why she's so effective, right? She never gave up. She was there till the end. She said, you never tire. You get the votes, count the votes. And once you have the votes, then you come. And like you mentioned, uh, Mary, you know, Kevin McCarthy had months, but because he's so lazy and so incompetent and thought he had it in the bag and Mm -hmm. thought that, you know, his help with Marjorie Taylor Greene and Donald Trump would help him, they've rebuffed Marjorie Taylor Greene. They rebuffed Donald Trump. And you never, ever come without the votes in hand. So that just shows you that kind of the master strategic gamesmanship of Pelosi, how she had to drill down to a science uh, Mm -hmm. and the type of competence and the type of spine that is needed to do that job properly. Uh, she would have gone those votes. Even if it was barely 2018, she would have gone the votes. And Kevin can't even go above 201. What a failure.
0: Well, Jen, Nancy Pelosi said this in one of her many opportunities to be speaking to the press during this, this insanity. She always knew she had the votes. If she didn't think she had, if she didn't know she had the votes, she wouldn't have run. Because like, mm. she knows how to count. She knows how to whip she knows she knows i i mean i i think she's the greatest speaker speaker in well, the house in american history
2: i think the mistake people sorry cut you off
0: no 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 i just i think I, mis-
2: I think the mistake people are making is they watch donald trump brazen through everything mm. they watch him you know somehow he got you know kavanaugh through Somehow he skated through to impeachment proceedings. Somehow, somehow, somehow. So um, I think McCarthy was like, fuck it. I'm just going to, I'll brazen through. But it's like, that doesn't work for you. You, you know, you, it's not going to work. And to me, that also makes me, makes me amused. Just the same way now, you know, people are turning on Boebert. You know, she thinks just because Donald Trump likes you doesn't mean you can brazen through the way he has been able to. Can but I that's just say a something? Sign for the democracy. Yes,
0: yeah. Can I say something about that, Jen? Because I I want you to continue, but I think it's it's really important though to look at the formula formula there. Donald can brazen through because in his mind he doesn't owe anybody anything, mm. and he holds all the cards. McCarthy owes everybody everything and doesn't hold any cards because he is so dependent upon these people who absolutely loathe him who loathe him even more because he's giving them everything i mean it's really quite stunning
5: but it's it, it's it's the investment in trumpism where people like desantis abbott and mccarthy think that by sucking at the teat of the golden calf, forgive me for that image i'm so sorry that i know
0: i will not somehow it that. has
5: allowed them to transfer the power onto them and you're like no you're pathetic Your own base sees you as a pathetic, like heaping sack of white flesh without a spine. You're an amoeba. You're a means to an end. Uh, No one cares about you. Look at your. Look at you. They're willing to embarrass themselves and the entire Republican Party if it means you not getting the speakership. That's how little they think of you, Kevin McCarthy. But he's like, but 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 Donald loves me. But I got MTG. Still doesn't matter. We still think you're pathetic. And so I think it's a warning sign also for DeSantis, because I know they're trying to promote DeSantis on us. And what I've said is, yes, I fear DeSantis because he he gets Trumpism, but he's less self-destructive. But I've also said, I think he's a wet noodle on the national stage. I think when the spotlight is on him, he's going to crumple. He doesn't have, and I've given Donald some credit that he does have this perverse charisma of knowing how to use the media and manipulate the media. And it's been nurtured for three decades. DeSantis doesn't have it. McCarthy doesn't have it. Right, none of these people have it. So they think through osmosis it'll transfer. It won't. It'll just reveal you to be weak. And even your MAGA base sees you as a fake golden calf. So what do you think the majority is gonna do? And this is where it gives me a little bit of hope. And where, like Jen, I have a little bit of a smile, a comeuppance, a karma. I think we should relish in the pettiness for a moment because they've brought this upon themselves. Mm-hmm. And and now the golden calf is being revealed to have brass just like Donald Trump's toilet and like.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And Jen, I, I I gotta go.
5: I gotta go. Thank you. All All right. Thanks. I
0: really appreciate it. I'll talk to you soon. And we're going to wrap up, Jen, but I I just, I wanted to point something in that, that we haven't actually touched upon Um, mostly because even though, yeah, I know we had to talk about Donald once in a while and I really like talking about him, but I think it's true that Matt Gates nominated Donald as a way of like appeasing his hurt feelings, like he's angry at this these 20 who aren't listening to him, right? But I wonder if he also did it as a sort of a, a trial balloon. And what's absolutely fascinating, his name starts with a G. There are a lot of other votes to come after he, he cast his vote for Donald, not one other person went along with it. So like, I'm wondering if Gates was thinking, Hey, you know what? Maybe this'll get some attention. And it didn't, it fell flat both in the seventh and the eighth round. The only vote cast for Donald was from Matt Gates. That's got to leave a mark too.
2: Yeah. I can't decide how uh, your uncle would feel this way. Is it's like, yeah, thanks for uh, the, you know tipping your hat at me. Or is it more like, don't fucking embarrass me. I only got one vote. I don't
0: know I guess it would be the latter (laughs) I'm hoping anyway see we like to be hopeful here
2: yeah right
0: um all right my friend I I so appreciate your being here it's been a wild you know what's really sad um
2: no Mary what's really sad
0: that when they adjourned last night I I was like okay now what am I gonna do it's very sad.
2: Oh, that's so sad. Right?
0: It's just I, have,
2: I think you have some writing to do, maybe. No. I
0: have a, a thing or two to write. Um, <laughs> but yes, I'm proving to be even more of a political nerd than I thought I was, but I I find this riveting. I just find it absolutely riveting. We still don't know uh who what what Ken Buck is doing. Uh if he's doing any I, I guess it's like how much time does the guy have to put in a vote? So maybe it's just McCarthy lost one more vote. Which would be fine. Um, anyway, I want to thank Danielle Moody, Norm Ornstein, Wajali, Cub Reporter, Brian Karam, and Gentab. Thank you so much, uh, everybody, for joining us for this emergency session. The emergency has not yet been resolved. So <laughs> we will undoubtedly be revisiting this. There will be no show tonight, obviously, because we just did a show. Um, so we'll we'll be back on uh, Tuesday at 12 p.m., eastern 9 a.m pacific we have lena rodriguez sociologist and tarot card reader from australia joining us she is waking up at four in the morning on wednesday (sighs) australia time to join us uh the nerd avengers on tuesday i think it's january 10th
2: oh you know what else is happening on that day mary i do not the um, argument in Eugene Carroll's <gasps> case. That's I think right. probably that morning. So maybe we'll have some news.
0: Oh, that. that would be fabulous! All right, lots to look also, forward to. one
2: more thing, Mary. Did you mark your calendar for March second?
0: I that's you're going to be not. on
2: the uh, famous podcast booked up with Jeff <gasps> <and Bob.
0: gasps> That's right. How could I forget? I know how I could forget because it's so far in the future.
2: Yeah. I'll keep reminding you every yeah. time I see you. Yeah. And I'll fine. keep
0: reminding you that I, <laughs> you didn't ask me to be on your show. So there you go. <laughs> do you see that? I, I do see that. Thank you, Simon. Um, anyway. <laughs> Uh oh yeah, and there is another possibility uh that Simon is telling us that that Matt's nominating Donald was basically a fuck you from Matt to Donald, which might be true. I, I think it I think it was more kissing That just didn't go over very well because it ended up humiliating Donald even more. Um, and which is fun because I think the only person more humiliated by all of this than Kevin McCarthy is Donald Trump. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Um, Have an amazing weekend. We will see you Tuesday. In the meantime, please stay safe and be kind.